Our first scripture reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 15 through 20. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not be, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the body whole were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We invite you once again to uh, join as we turn together to the scripture. We turn next to the um, first letter to the Corinthians is what that's about. No, I'm sorry. Luke 10. We did 1 Corinthians. But I like it. Um, But this is good too. So... I would invite you to join me as we look at Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made She came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Will you bow with me for a moment, please? Gracious and holy God, we are grateful for your presence among us. We gather as your people because we know that we need to hear you speak to us. We need to hear a word from you. And so, dear Holy Spirit, as always, we ask that you would pour yourself out on us. We ask again that you would take the words of the scripture which we have shared, the humble words which I will offer, of the thoughts of all of our hearts, and inspire them, breathe life into them, so that in them we might hear the word of God, the word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. So one of the things that you may have noticed is that uh, people occasionally have opinions about things. Um, And it's about a whole lot of things. You know, we talk with the kids a bit about ice cream. People have opinions about that. You know, and and, and there's there's a lot of things. You know, some folk are, uh, uh, have, have 
opinions about uh, their cars, right? There's, there's Chevy people and Ford people and Honda people. That, well, and we could keep going. Um, uh, th then we have, opinions, we have opinions about our technology, too. Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm a PC. And I'm a Mac genius. A what? Oh, CPC, um, every Apple store is a thing called a genius bar. It's a place where people like her will answer any questions you have about your Mac. Like if you want to go wireless, you want to transfer your files over to a Mac? Oh, a genius. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, then. What's the square root of 4,096? 64. What's pi to the fifth decimal? 3.14159. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I loathe Mac? 11. Ooh, she's good. Very good. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I loathe Mac? 11. Yeah. Or, or maybe, it's, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not Mac or PC. Maybe it's Apple or Android. Um, or, 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 or we talk about ourselves sometimes uh, and name ourselves by our opinions too, don't we? Right? We talk about uh, uh, cat people and dog people. And it's when we get to that point where we start to get ourselves in trouble, when we start to identify ourselves by our opinions. Now, obviously, this is not a new problem. Um, Martha had opinions about how things should be, didn't she? She had an opinion about how you were supposed to greet guests, and it wasn't that she was wrong. But she had real strong opinions about how that was supposed to go down. And she got really upset when she noticed that Mary did not share her opinion about this. And so she went to Jesus to express how important her opinion was. Lord, she's left me to do all of this by herself. Make her help me. And we want to be careful with this text because sometimes where we end up going is that there's no space for people whose gift is is helps. There's no space for people whose gift is hospitality. There's no space for people whose, whose gifts are to go and to make sure that uh, things are good and that, that people around them are comfortable. Now, I don't believe that's the point of Jesus' story, but I do absolutely believe that what Jesus was saying is that, Mary, that's your, that, that's your take on this, but Mary has picked something different, and that's really powerful. See, because knowing who Mary is and, and, and knowing the Mary who gets revealed to us in the Gospel of John would say that part of Mary's displeasure with all of this is that she wanted to sit with Jesus too. But there's all this stuff that has to get done first. And so she was mad because she felt like Mary sitting at Jesus' feet was robbing her of time with the Savior. When we start to define ourselves by our opinions, we can start to run ourselves amok. Now, another place that this comes up 
that we see this is, is in Galatians 5. Now, this is, this is that famous passage from Galatians 5 that ends with, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, and self-control, right? That, that one. Um, you should read it because I just misquoted it. But, but before that, before that, there's this paragraph. But the acts of the flesh, the works of, of the world, if we are going to use the language that the Gospel of John uses, the, how we know that we are opposed to what God is doing. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitious, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we want to pause on this for just a second. Because we want to remember that this Galatians is the letter that starts out with, with Paul pretty close to literally yelling at the Galatians because they've become convinced that they need to keep all the, 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 the commandments of the law if they're going to be able to follow Jesus. So again, it's not that what we do doesn't matter. But I'd like to invite you to look at that list again. Because when we read this list, our, our brains often, particularly those of us who grew up in church, our brains often jump to about half of the list. Right? You, you, you see the, the, the ones that we expect to be there, right? Like immoral, immorality, impurity, debauchery, drunkenness, right? There's a the bunch of stuff we expect to be there. But I want you to notice some of the other stuff that's in the list that often we, we kind of skip over. Hatred. Discord. Dissensions. Factions. Now, I don't want to turn this into a, a sermon on, on this text, as lovely as that would be. Um, but I do want to bring to your attention, I want to remind you that, that one of the signs that we have gotten out of the place where God wants us to be is when we get more convinced about our need to be right over our need to be in the body. Right? Discord, that's what, what you might call fussing and fighting. Dissensions, that's where uh, this, this in, uh, in, in the classical Greek use, not biblical Greek, but classical Greek use is about electioneering. And, and messing with the system about, about cheating to make sure that your team wins. And factions has a flavor of, of it is more important for me to be right than it is for me to be right. 
Right, so it's not so much important that, that I get it right. What's important is that I'm right. Because think about opinions, right? Every definition that I, that I looked at this week, they all had this, this flavor of opinions are the things that, that are less built on what we know to be absolutely true and more about what are our feelings about that? And that's the sense of, of factions here. It's not so much about do I have all of the facts, it's that I really like the facts I've got a hold of and that's what's more important. And so I like these facts and so now I am, th this is going to define who I am as a human being and so, how dare you not agree with me? Does any of that sound familiar? So, so that brings us to this question. Can we really be one? I mean, can, can we really be one? We've got all of these opinions and all of them that we hold powerfully. Especially those opinions that we hold because we've done some research, because we've studied, because we, we, we've really dug into it. Can we really be one? And this is the tension that we have. But as I look at what the scripture says over and over and over again, the call that we get into the church is that being one is more important than me being right about all the things. Now let me be real careful about this because I'm not saying that there aren't essential things that we have to believe. Well, I'm, there, there are essential things that we have to believe. The reality of it is though that that list isn't nearly as big as we usually think it is. And so we need to, we need to be careful about how we manage that. There absolutely are things that are right in the world. There absolutely are things that are wrong in the world. You'd only have to read a little bit of the prophets to run into that. You only have to read a little bit at the end of all the epistles to run into that. There are lots of, of places in the scripture like... Galatians 5, 19 to 21. It's not that there's nothing that matters. There could be nothing farther from the truth. But one of the things that really matters is that we're part of a body. And our opinions add to the body. We can learn from one another. 
So breakfast yesterday, um, we're sitting uh, around the table with, with aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, and we were talking, and at one point, I said something about, I wasn't always this cynical. And my uncle looked at me and said, you know, and that bothers me the most. And just for a moment, I thought, ooh, I need to learn something here, don't I? I need to learn something here. Because I love my aunts and my uncles and my cousins. We don't agree on everything. Sandra's giggling. Um, occasionally, the, 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 the volume goes up when we're talking. But I appreciate those, those places where they make me think more about what my opinion is. And when I, I need to take on some of, of the, the points that they've made because there's something to that too, even if it doesn't go with my opinion of things. We need all those. We need all those. And what the scripture tells us is that not only can we be one, that should be our goal. Not, not that we're all the same. But we can't say, well, I'm not an eye, so I'm not part of the body. Or, you're not a foot, so you're not part of the body. Somewhere in here. And so we go back to one of the quotes of, of Mr. Wesley in the essentials unity in opinion liberty in all things charity or as we would say it love one another so can we really be one It presupposes one thing, and that is that we are rooted and grounded in our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. If we are rooted and grounded in the one who is the head of the body, then we can be. If we define ourselves by who God says that we are rather than who our opinions say that we are, we can be one. And not only can we, there's no better way for us to be. Grace to you.
and peace. Amen.